The Last Word with Matt Cooper. You may have experience of having been stalked at some stage in your life. It's something that's very, very serious. We've spoken to a number of victims of stalking on this programme previously. And thankfully, new laws were introduced late last year to make it a specific criminal offence. But it is still something that happens, which is very frightening for those who are at the receiving end of it. There's a TV documentary on Virgin Media tonight called Stalked at nine o'clock. We're going to talk in a moment to one of the contributors who himself has been a victim of stalking. And yes, it happens to men as as well as women. But first, Alan Bradley from Ali Cat Films, which produced Stalked. Uh, tell us why you decided to make a programme on this particular topic. Yeah, well, like you say, it is something that I think is, is quite common and more common than perhaps a lot of people realise. And um, why I, how I came to it was I heard the story of Una Ring, who is in the film tonight as well. She's one of the contributors. And I was just really shocked to find out that there was no legislation to protect people like Una. Um, stalking wasn't a crime in Ireland at the time, only up until it was November 2023 where it finally became a crime. So I suppose I just found that very shocking and the more I looked into it, there's a lot of misconceptions around stalking. There's a lot of ideas that it happens only to celebrities. You know, it's a stranger hiding in a bush, somebody you don't know, when in fact 82% of people are stalked by somebody they do know already. Um, so I suppose I wanted to make a film that showed the real life experience of people in Ireland who experienced stalking and then just draw attention to the fact that there was no legislation, but now thankfully drawing attention to that we do have legislation to protect people um, going forward. And I'll come back to you about that in a moment, but I want to bring in Charlotte Rice, who is one of those who features as one of the victims of stalking on today's programme. Charlotte, thank you very much for joining us. That's fine, thank you. Nice talking to you, Mike. Charlotte, and I believe you actually did manage to get a conviction was brought against your stalker but perhaps that only happened because she followed you to England where they had laws which allowed you to make a criminal complaint against her. Tell us about your story. That's right. So yeah, I mean I had a number of years here maybe 10, 11 years where it was just impossible really to get any legal framework to stop this person from stalking me and my family colleagues, people associated with me, so she kind of terrorised me for many years before I was able to get any kind of purchase on it. And like you say, it was only when I moved to England to sort of start a new life and get away. Um, the laws over there were much more robust and obviously modernised um, and immediately I had a completely different experience. So the police over there, you know, within hours of me reporting an incident, took it very seriously Whereas for a long many years in Ireland, it was very, very difficult to get the police to take it seriously, to take me seriously, like you mentioned there, that it does happen to men. Um, obviously, you know, women get the brunt of, you know, a lot of these cases, but um, I think it is more prevalent now than ever. So tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, this woman who began stalking you, how well did you know her initially? Yeah, I met her initially in a cafe and struck a bit of a friendship and you know, realised after, you know, being her a few times that she wanted to have a relationship with me, I didn't want to have a relationship with her. I was very clear about that. Um, she realised that and she just wanted to be friends. But she was, you know, one of these people that was quite uh, bubbly, chatty, interesting. I didn't really get the signal, you know, in hindsight, you can look at all these things in a different context, but it didn't seem to me like there was danger. But what happened was she started 
turning up outside my workplace and uh, randomly turning up in places that I might be socialising, randomly turning up in a shopping centre, if I was in a shopping centre, uh, driving by my house, just happened to be driving by when I was there. Um, so I began to kind of realise there was some problem and told her, you know, she needed to kind of stay away and back off and not be so invasive. And, you know, I realised she was someone who had issues and tried to help her and get her help. Um, but again, these are things you look back on and think... Uh, she was using a lot of that to inveigle herself into my life in some way. So she then one day, um, I had been doing some work for a friend of mine, and uh, this woman who was talking to me, what I didn't realise was listening to my phone messages. I'd gone on to O2, the phone company, told them that she was my wife or girlfriend or whatever, and that... I had had an accident or I was dead, I don't know what, and she got my PIN number. So she'd been listening to my phone messages for a long time. And she heard a message from this friend of mine, a female friend. Um, and she went ballistic and went, left me a message saying she was driving out to this woman's house. She had a hammer in the car and she was going to crack her skull open. Uh, and I got very freaked out, went to the police. They uh, went down and cautioned her. And there was nothing they could really do. But that's when, like, you know, my phone started buzzing continually with private, you know, uh, withheld numbers. She started to harass me in the street. She would, you know, jump onto the Lewis and scream at me that we were in a relationship. Why wasn't I talking to her? Why wouldn't I fix things? And, yeah, it just escalated from there. And can I ask you, Charlotte... What age were you when this all started and what age was she? Oh, uh, right, 2007. So I was 39 and I guess she was maybe early 30s. Okay. Yeah. And how long did this go on for before you moved to England? So it went on from 2007 until 2015 when I moved to England in 2015. Uh, and then there was a bit of respite when I moved to England. I don't think she really knew where I was at first. And, uh, you know, I was continually changing numbers. I'd taken down all my social media. I cut myself off from, you know, most friends and family. And, you know, I was living a very shadowed life in lots of ways. Um, and uh, she eventually found out where I was and where I was working and then began to uh, harass me continually over there and sends very extreme messages to my co-workers, colleagues, people I was working with. And I don't want to give away everything that's on the TV documentary tonight, yeah. but I think it is important yeah. to find out. You, you complained to the police in Britain, they brought charges against her, and there was a trial, was there? That's correct, yes. Yeah, she was originally brought to a magistrate's court um, in Brighton, where I was based, and uh, the judge there just decided the case was too big and she needed to be brought to a Crown Court. So she was brought to Lewis Crown Court, and um, she had, you know, started to stalk a colleague of mine that I was not in a relationship with, but she had decided I wasn't in a relationship with this woman, terrorised this woman as well as myself. So she was uh, sentenced to uh, two um, sentences to run concurrently. So she was in prison for two years and then paroled for two years, and... Uh, she got out in 2022. And has she bothered you since? No. Such words, there hasn't been any contact or any... 
Okay, well, that story is one of the things that we'll see on Stalked tonight. But just to finish with you as the producer and director of this, Alan Bradley, journalists at least had a reasonable outcome in the sense that the person responsible for his stalking, she was imprisoned and she hasn't tried to contact him since. Will the strength of the legislation here in Ireland only be proven when we have prosecutions and convictions for similar cases? Yeah, exactly. I think so. Um, what we've seen in other jurisdictions where they've brought in stalking legislation is thankfully um, the reports to law enforcement has drastically increased. So what we'd hope to see going forward is that you know the, this law will be enacted and, and we will see people protected earlier on. There's something worth noting as well. As part of the legislation, you can apply for a safety order now without a conviction. And what's brilliant about that is it sort of can try and nip this behaviour in the bud. So if Gardaí feel like their stalking behaviour is taking place, um, they can put in this safety order without a prosecution. So it's sort of a bit like a restraining order type thing. And and that sort of just helps, I suppose, get in early because often with these stalking cases, what you don't want is for it to escalate like it unfortunately did for Jarlath. So, so these orders can hopefully help get in there early and, and stop this behaviour. From- and very briefly, would those people also be required to go get help? Because it sounds like some of this behaviour is, in some respects, could be a form of mental illness. Yeah, I think that's another whole piece of work that we still need to do um, here in Ireland to to look at how are people who are convicted of stalking going forward going to be rehabilitated. Um, I know in the UK they sort of are trialling um, and have had some success with the stalking rehabilitation centres for people who've been convicted to sort of help them break these passions of obsessive behaviour and things like that, um, which can in some cases help. So I think that's something that hopefully we will see come into effect here in the coming years because I think that would help uh, greatly because you know Una and Eve who are also in the documentary tonight speak about you know Una's stalker is soon to be released Eve's stalker has been released and sort of the fear around that you know just doesn't end after a conviction you know it's the aftermath too. Absolutely. Alan Bradley uh, the producer and director of Stalked Thank you for being with us. And Charlotte Rice, thank you for telling us your story as well. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-